We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parham. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Wednesday edition Oxford Exxon podcast. Chase Parham, Neil McCready. I'll tell you about Clark Ford in a minute, even though we're not technically in the studio right now. Plenty of... Uh, Ice still remaining on the game on the ground. Same story as yesterday, except even colder. Woke up this morning, one degree outside in Lafayette County this morning. Yes, one degree. It, I will give them at least this: the windshield because there was no wind was also one. So we had that going for us. It was not in the negatives from a windshield this morning. We will uh, talk about a, a busy day for Ole Miss, but frankly, a negative one. Derek Nix headed to Auburn. Um, some interesting parts of uh, that. We'll get into that a little bit. Here this morning, we were first reported that this morning around 6 on the message board, and then Ole Miss uh, made it official a few minutes ago around 8 o'clock a.m. on social media. And then uh, Ole Miss loses Tyler Barron to Louisville yesterday, the Tennessee defensive lineman who had uh, committed to Ole Miss in the portal this month, last month, uh, just recently, now headed to uh, te- headed to Louisville with Tamarian McDonald. Maybe somebody else in that as well. So a lot going on here this morning on the show. We'll get to all that. The basketball team is in Baton Rouge tonight, 6 o'clock, for the Rebels and the Tigers there in, uh, in LSU. So, uh, again, those are the main topics. We'll get to all of it here on the show. A show brought to you every day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Lunch specials, five sixty nine. a couple sides, bread, any size fountain drink. Look, it's pretty treacherous out there right now. But if you need convenience store, need fuel, Stop into the Oxford Exxon. They're up and down I-55 and throughout North Mississippi as well. They're with Blue Sky locations. They've got the big superstore coming in Macomb here soon and much more. So all that's going on with the Oxford Exxon. We're also uh, tell you about Clark Ford. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Highway 25 South. Corey wants to be your car guy, wants to be your truck guy. He will take care of you no matter where you are in the process. Give Corey a call. He'll move you along, maybe sell you a vehicle along the way, give you a great deal. There with Clark Ford and Amory, and again, uh, I guess sort of Neil joining on the Campbell Clinic hotline. Uh, all guests join on the Campbell Clinic hotline. Campbell Clinic in Oxford now, 2608 South Lamar Boulevard, Suite 102, just across the street from the cottages at Hooper Hollow. Campbell Clinic provides full-service orthopedic care, everything from sports medicine to foot and ankle surgery to spine and total joint care. 
pediatric orthopedics, physical therapy, and more. To book an appointment, go to CampbellClinicOxford.com or call 901-759-3111. Walk-ins always welcome at the Campbell Clinic Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. So, jump into it here uh, quickly from an MPW Digital standpoint. Uh, several podcasts coming out yesterday since the last time we talked to you. Neil and Tyler had a McCready and Siski. And then um, I talked to Walker Jones, head of the Grove Collective. We discussed a lot of what Charlie Baker has talked about, his potential plan, his framework for uh, the NCAA, how collectives would potentially fit into that as well. So we got that up, and then Brian ran a, a pretty entertaining podcast with William Liston yesterday. He had talked to Liston right after the Peach Bowl, um, within an hour, hour and a half or so at the end of the game. So they get into some neat stuff there that also up at MPW Digital. So a lot of stuff going on there on uh, the podcast network outside of our uh, our show in the last 24 hours. But in a, uh, in a text message, I'll give him credit, Neil. Tower sent a tweet to you and I yesterday and said that he felt like it was professional wrestling more than football at this point. And we've kind of made that joke for a while, but it feels more true than ever because of the lack of stability when it comes to players and getting in class and all this stuff and all the movement and all the things we keep talking about. And then in addition to it, this Derek Nix thing is, 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 is fairly fascinating because when you break it down, Derek Nix has been at Ole Miss through four head coaches now. Um, I think 16 total years is what Ole Miss had it at, so I haven't done the math, but I'll take their word for it. That's Houston Nutt, that's Hugh Freeze, that's Matt Luke, and now that's Lane Kiffin. Um, it's been just a Mississippi staple, an Ole Miss staple in this coaching staff for such a long time. And this has been going on for about a week, played out in social media through Lane Kiffin's Twitter account. Um, Hugh identified Derek very early following the, uh, the, 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 the job opening there at Auburn for offensive, offensive coordinator, as Hugh typically does. Uh, people he has worked with formerly is who comprises his list most of the time. And really from the beginning, Lane was putting out tons of freeze warning tweets, was uh, either quote tweeting or linking a lot of stories about how Hugh had said he is going to uh, have play calling duties next year at Auburn. And that's continued all the way into now. We, we were both, Neil and I were both told that there was some contractual basis behind some of these uh, things from a play calling standpoint as in potential buyout amounts and lateral moves and things uh, of that nature that would potentially get some money back in Ole Miss's pocket <laughs> should Knicks leave for the Auburn job without play calling duties. And Hugh came out publicly um, within the last 10 days and said he would call plays next season. That's what Lane kept tweeting out. And even now to the announcement this morning, I'll, I'll read it here. This is from Ole Miss Football on their normal letterhead kind of thing they do on social media when they have an announcement, kind of the new version of the notes app. It says, uh, quote, We are grateful for Coach Nix and express our gratitude to Derek and his family for their invaluable contributions and dedication to the success we have achieved at Ole Miss, acknowledging the opportunity to become a first-time play caller with full-time play calling duties as offensive coordinator at Auburn University. We extend our sincere well wishes to the Knicks family in this new endeavor. We will begin the search for a new wide receivers coach immediately with the objective of finding the best fit to coach the top wide receiver room in America. Lane Kiffin's signature on the bottom of that tweet. You know, I, I'm this is all happening in real time because, again, this came out five, six, seven minutes before we started the show. So I haven't had a full ability to look around, to see what's going on, to kind of 
gauge a couple different things. And I, I'm, as I'm finishing that that thought, I have one thing I want to look at real quick, and I'm doing it right now. And I was right here. Okay. Neil, I'm, I'm going to kind of just open this up to you to talk because as I'm finishing this this thought, one more Twitter account real quick. I know it's bad pie, but I want to check one thing before I put a predicate on this. Ole Miss announced everything they just announced. Full play calling duties at Auburn. That Knicks was leaving. They broke it. Auburn has not said a word yet about Derek Nix being their new offensive coordinator. That never happens. Ever. No, I, I, I checked a couple of Auburn accounts, and, and I saw where uh, Charles Goldberg referenced Lane Kiffin breaking the news. Um, I sent something to Jay Tate. said, hey, I think you can run with this because I've seen, seen the words from Derek himself. And I think Jay was had a story ready. Here's the part that's weird to me, and I'm just going to be honest here. How's Ole Miss going to know, anybody at Ole Miss, how are they going to know who's actually calling plays at Auburn? And what, why, why would, I'm having a hard time with this. I mean, really I am. It, it, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to guard my words. I, there's, there's a criticism I want to levy here, and I, it's not worth it for me to do it. It's just not worth it. it, it I can't win. It's, there's no point in doing it. But I don't know how you can look at a football game as a third party and go, here's who's calling the plays. And if Derek is getting paid to be an offensive coordinator and he has the title of offensive coordinator – I don't see how it really matters to Ole Miss whether Derek calls 10% of the plays, 82% of the plays, none of the plays, or every play. I don't, I don't see how that's something that you, you're actually going to be able to get involved in. And frankly, as, as a team that doesn't play Auburn next season, any energy that you spend on that feels wasted. I'm, I'm I'm really struggling with why. Like I said, contractually was the only way I could even make it make sense. Otherwise, yeah, I don't really get because like I, I made the point to you, I guess two days ago is when we were talking about this. Cover Ole Miss every day, and it is a constant question: who's calling plays? And the answer is everybody, and it doesn't really matter. And there's no way to actually put any sort of percentage on it. Who knows? Who cares? Yeah. So the only thing that makes any logical sense is that it's contractual, right? I mean, I guess, but again, who's enforcing that? Are you? Are well, you no sending, one. I mean, are you sending? That's what. That's my point. Are you sending a judge into the Auburn press box on football games, into the coach's box, and putting him on a headset to listen to what percentage of the plays whoever calls calls? I, I it it all felt weird to me over the last few days. All the stuff on Twitter and 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 all the the freeze warnings and all it just it it felt weird i'm just being honest I, I shouldn't say that because it's not something we're supposed to say but it it was just it was just odd i mean derek's been at old miss for a long time i think he has some head coaching aspirations um i full disclosure i really like derek nix i think he's a really good recruiter uh, he, he was a running backs coach for the longest time. He switched to wide receivers coach. I have no, I don't know football well enough 
to be able to tell you how good or not good of a running backs coach or a wide receivers coach that he is. And that's not an insult. I would say that about almost anybody. But he's a very good recruiter. He's been a very stable um, part of, of the Ole Miss staff since Houston Nutt. I saw someone on the message board post this. This is wild. The last time Ole Miss played a football game where Derek Nix wasn't on the coaching staff was the 2007 Egg Bowl with Ed Orgeron as the head coach. That It's been that long. I mean, he's, he's seen everything you can see at Ole Miss, from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows. Um, it, it, it's an, he's, from, he's from Alabama. It, it's an opportunity. Um, it... it, it it's a resume enhancer because he's a coordinator position. And look, does this lead to him being a head coach down the road? I don't know. Does it? Hugh's going to call the plays. Hugh has said he's going to call the plays. But as a head coach, you still have to have someone run the offense all week. You have to have someone who can help you. Who, who There's too many duties as a head coach from – administrative stuff to scheduling to recruiting to game day recruiting to all of the things you have to do as a power four head coach so this is at least on paper a promotion i'm going to assume that financially it's a promotion so i don't understand some of the sniping stuff it is a financial promotion yes 100 percent. yeah i i don't get the i don't get the snipey sarcastic snarky Stuff all week on Twitter. I, I, I really well, and, don't. And, and it might be what's said in the stream, and I kind of agree with you. Again, I'm, I'm digesting this in real time, so it's not like I had hours to kind of prep my thoughts. It could, it would only be odd because it came from a university account, and they typically don't get kind of down in the weeds like that. But this might just be Kiffin being incredibly sarcastic and going, "Hey, congrats on those play calling duties. You're not going to get." Literally, this might just be complete pettiness in the uh, official the announcement. Word. Because it's, because it's, again, it, unless I'm just missing something, it's unprecedented for the leaving school to announce a departure. That's incredibly strange. But I mean, if you were in the room, the advice you would give is, hey, be magnanimous. Be big here. Congratulate him. Thank him for his years of service. I mean, got the, Derek's been at Ole Miss since. I have. His first spring practice at Ole Miss was my first day on the gig. The fact that the two of us lasted this long is mm. remarkable. I'm not making it about <laughs> me. I'm just saying it's been a minute. Carson was one. Had somebody told you in 08, hey, you're going to outlast Derek Nix, you'd thought, well, I mean, okay, sure. He's just going to go to the, you know, he's going to go wherever in said, two years and I cool, sweet. I would have said, so yeah, they get fired in three years? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I mean, I just, I don't know. I, I, I'll be honest. I, I, people, this will make some people mad. I think it's been a really bad look this week. I'd have, I mean, again, this just happened. I don't know what Ole Miss is going to do. I would assume that a front runner is, Kev, is Calvin Bolden to get put on the on-field staff. That would make sense to me. Um, that makes a lot of sense. He's He's been a terrific recruiter been a big part of what they're doing. He's going they want to start to keep him. He's going to start getting pursued by other programs. So when when you have success, people try to take 
from your company. That's just how it works. And so, you know, people are going to try to take from, from what Ole Miss has done. And I think promoting him and at least trying to put him in a position where the only way he leaves is to be a coordinator would be a, a pretty smart move here. It appears that there's heat to the Cox thing from a tight ends coach standpoint. Um, yeah. Bolden at wide receiver would make sense. That would kind of fit all the different elements there. And look, I mean, Bolden becomes really critical because Derek Nix has been one of your key Mississippi infantry people for a long time. Inside the state, Ole Miss put a really good class together inside the state of Mississippi. Um, Derek has been very good at that for a really, really, really long time, heading that part of the deal up. So, I mean, that, 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 there is a loss in that way. Um, having Pete helps, having Bolden helps, but it's it's a critical thing. And I mean, like Neil said, I I really like Derek. I mean, it's, he's just been around so long that he's so kind of ingrained and just a presence in in, in what we do. Um, I mean, how our kids were in school together. Um, it's 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 kind of interesting. But he he took an opportunity. Um, I've been I, I don't want to get into anybody's business to this point because it's none of my business, but. I think that some of the retirement stuff has been completely overplayed or not relevant at all. Um, I yeah, think he what, simply is taking a larger salary and doing something that makes sense for him in his mind professionally and financially at this point of his life. And again, he gave a place 16 years. It's a long time. Now, Ole Miss gave him 16 years too. That hardly ever sure. works that way. But you know, when you when you step back and you're not, as somebody said in the stream, in the weeds, I get it. He likes you. I understand. Sure. You know, I mean. Now, what he's doing is he's gambling a little bit, and now you're gambling everywhere because who knows what's going to happen. But, I mean, Nick's gets run out. In a, I mean, Freeze gets run out in a year, and then you're scrambling a little. Well, I'm sure he's got buyout language in his contract. I'm sure he's got guarantees in his contract. And let's be real. Derek has the type of experience that if, if let's say that next season at Auburn, it went completely off the rails. Okay. Three and nine. Disaster. Hugh gets fired. Everybody gets fired. It's not going to take Derek Nix a week to find another job. Mm-hmm. In the SEC, in Mississippi, wherever he wants it. He has way too much experience, too good of a reputation, really solid recruiter, all of that stuff. Knows probably every high school coach one can know in a two- to three-state region. Good with kids. Kids like him. Kids who've played for him like him. He's got contacts in the seven-on-seven world with the Shea Hodges, Mike Espies, those kinds of people. It would take Derek Nix no longer than a week to get a job. So he's is it even a gamble on his end? Not really. You know, not really. I mean, the gamble you take is that and, and again, I, I don't know that professionally you can look at it this way. You've been at Ole Miss this long. You've, you've helped. You've been an integral part of building it to this place to where you're, you feel like you're about to make a run, and now you might not be a part of that run when they reach the pinnacle. That's the gamble. But, you know, that, that's letting emotion make a decision as opposed to making a pragmatic decision. And pragmatically, getting the title of offensive coordinator, a raise, Security, you know that that that's pretty it's pretty meaningful. (laughs) 
The other news yesterday, uh, Tyler Barron headed to Louisville, the Tennessee uh, player who had committed to Ole Miss in the portal, and then uh, now is headed to the Cardinals along with uh, his former teammate and now current teammate, Tamari McDonald, who also was at Ole Miss for a hot minute. And then, uh, Neil, we reported yesterday, maybe a little bit of juice with Taz Nicholson as well in that regard, um, Louisville being a bit of a pain in the ass for Ole Miss right now. Yeah, the Baron thing is done. I think that he's he's definitely going to Louisville. Yes, yeah, it's done. And then Nicholson, I don't know that it's been announced or whatnot, but the same people on the Louisville side who were saying it was done with Baron were saying it was getting done with Nicholson. And I know the question on this is, well, how's that possible? Because the drop ad date at Louisville has already passed, and I don't know the answer. The only answer I've got on all this is that. As our boy Cardell said back in the day, we're playing school at this point. It doesn't. Yeah. They'll figure it out. I, I, I'm going to punish myself anytime effective after this moment that I use the word student athlete. Just going to call them football players. They're majoring in football. So I don't know what the I don't know how the scheduling and all that stuff works. And I mean, people are like, well, if Ole Miss had started classes earlier. Well, they wouldn't have had class yesterday or today, so they'd still be in the waiting game. And if if a guy's got, if a guy's continuing to take bids, there's nothing you can really do about it. You you, you can't. There's nothing you signed them to. It's why back during all the portal madness, sometimes I would remind people like they don't. People say when when's he going to sign? And you see people even you'd say people write. He signed with like, – no, he didn't sign anything, man. He might have signed some paperwork, but the paperwork's not binding anywhere yeah. else. So you just commit. You give them your word. And in college football, with college football players, your word's typically not worth a whole hell of a lot. It, and, and for anybody asked, intercession does not count. They have to be a full-time student to be locked in. So he could have gone to all the intercession in the world, and it wouldn't have made any difference. He still could have left and gone to Louisville. He's got to be taking twelve. Got to be taking twelve hours of courses. Yes, has to be a full-time student. So well, I guess it's about, if he took four intercession classes, which would be fascinating. But no, I mean, you can't um, start. Until, you can't start until January. I guess it was about a week ago. There was some concern about him. He was looking for places to live. He was trying to figure it out. And it seemed to get fixed um, at that point because he found a place to live and seemed to be progressing toward enrolling. I, mean, I wrote that on the message board because all sides pointed to it, and it seemed like they had avoided that problem. And it just never completely locked in. don't think he signed his lease. Just never fully kind of got ingrained and all the things, even prior to class, that would make it where everything seemed okay. And then yesterday it went to hell in a handbasket at that point. And, you know, look, I assume that there's some – and, again, this is this is not a judgment on Louisville in any way. It is where college football is sitting in 2024. It's what Walker talked about yesterday. It's why Walker really wants some sort of database for agents and people who can do contact with kids – for just full transparency on all sides. It's frankly to protect the kids in some way because they got handlers and all these people saying they're agents and advisors and coming and going left and right. And then for the schools and the collectives to know who the hell they're dealing with and what's going on from that standpoint as well. 
it feels agent related where they brokered a deal with Louisville, got multiple guys in, took some bids, did that. But again, that that is college football. That's everybody. It just is what it is. But that, if you wanted me to explain what's going on, that is probably what my guess would be as we sit here today. Is I think that's most likely what happened. Yeah, hundred percent. It's what I think too. Well, and it's, it, and it's funny because you know I think. Some of the message boards said this morning, you know, Ole Miss has been very successful and this kind of comes with it and you ask for it. I, I, I found it, you know, Ole Miss and Louisville have had very little history outside of a game in the Georgia Dome or Mercedes-Benz or wherever the hell that was a couple years ago. Uh, the football recruiting guy for Louisville kind of coming right at Ole Miss and making fun of Juice and a lot of that stuff yesterday. And you thought, hmm, like I know it's just perping up your own program, but – it's interesting to me a little bit that they pulled off a couple wins right there. Definitely, I mean, Barron's a loss for Ole Miss. There's no way around that. But, you know, to then target shots at another school that they don't really have any rivalry or history with whatsoever, it's just another sign of sort of where we are in this dumb PR-driven world of college football in, in January of 24. I just Nothing makes a lot of sense to me right now. It's the professional wrestling part of it. It's, it's that, that – Comment was dead on, you know, it's everyone sees a lot of like <laughs> you and I've had this conversation, right? The, the, all a lot of the Twitter stuff, I don't really care for it, but I'm that's probably me being an old man. It's just not my style. I don't really like all the trash talk, but young people do. And so Kiffin gets a lot of benefit from it. And so people are going to emulate that. So people come back and try to make it look funny in professional wrestling and you do the big interview where you yell at the announcer and then, then you go have a boring match and then you come back and the interviews are more fascinating than the, than the are more entertaining than the matches themselves. Right. And that's, it's kind of where we are. Everyone's looking for, for cred and, and trying to get traction with, with kids and stuff. And you, you use Twitter as a trash talking apparatus. One of the deals with Ole Miss in this, it's such a struggle, is and it's why this intercession thing and how late they start is a problem because they can't get these kids locked in or just constantly taking bids and you're constantly keeping it going to get to get them set because, you know, look, with Nick's leaving, you got to make sure all your high school kids are okay going into the 22nd for different reasons and all this stuff. I mean, there's freedom of movement right here with some of those things. But, you know, the the, the point with that a little bit is that it being so late when all this is going on is even affecting Ole Miss with replacements. I mean, I know there's a post on the board about, hey, this guy reached out and this guy reached out. But if – he's calling it with Judkins. If Judkins or Barron or any of those dudes had done this three weeks ago, that's a different pool of players that are available to you to replace with versus when it happens on January the 16th. I mean, just by rule and the way it all works, it's, it's a much smaller way. So getting the one-for-one one replacement is much more complicated or not as possible as it would have been at a previous time where you've got some money to spend from a collective standpoint and you can do this and you can do that. Because look at the corner situation. Look, I think Ole Miss gets the Walker kid from Michigan. He was highly recruited. He's a big kid. He's a converted wide receiver. He's got a lot of ball skills, but he hasn't played much. He played 66 snaps last season for the Wolverines. Hellaciously talented, but that's not a one-for-one one swap with Decam Richardson, who's one of the top – pro football-focused cornerbacks in college football um, that's now headed to the to the NFL draft. So when it happens this late, it's just a deal where you're having to reach a little more, worry about a proj- project, you need something to work out. 
it changes the dynamics in the calculus versus had this stuff just happen in the middle of December and you could run through the portal like necessary. And that's where it is biting Ole Miss right now. I mean, they're just, they're really having to keep people tied up and not locked in in a system that promotes not being locked up and tied in. And, and, and that's what's going on right now. So it's the overall issue is a problem more than any necessarily one player. But look, Barron's a loss. There's no way to get around that. And, and I see in the thread Hardman saying the DB from Illinois, that's not a loss. The problem is you keep losing corners in general bodies. I mean, if you lose all the corners you got in the portal, you need corners. I mean, it's not, it's not necessarily that Nicholson was going to be some all-SEC corner, but he is a Big Ten cornerback who's played a lot of college football. Um, and you brought look, him in for a reason here. You, you can't on one hand celebrate the acquisition and then when you lose the acquisition go, well, it was no big deal. He couldn't play anyway. Well, then why were we celebrating when he got it? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just spin. No, these are losses. Are they end of the world? Or they, do they mean you're never going to win another game? Does it mean you're not a playoff team? Of course not. But you can't say someone's a, is a big deal, and then when you lose them, oh, well, he can't play. It, that doesn't work. That's just spin. It's a great time to get started on your resolutions with Factor. So you're ready for the new year. They're ready to eat meal delivery, takes the stress out of meal planning, Set you up for success in this new year. Skip the grocery stores, the prep work, the cooking fatigue. Make it easy. Get chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals delivered right to your door. 35 meals to choose from for, per week. Keto, Calorie Smart, Vegan Plus, Veggie, whatever you're looking for. 55 weekly add-ons, ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your resolutions. They now offer loads of snack options like breakfast, smoothies, juices, snacks, and more to keep going no matter what's on the schedule. You can skip the overpriced takeout trap. It's cheaper than takeout. Again, those chef-crafted, restaurant-quality meals delivered right to your door with Factor. They've got the uh, special education, special occasions. They'll take care of you with Gourmet Plus. It's the solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options. Also, no matter what it is, they've got the answer. They have everything. A week of flavorful, nutritious eats, ready-to-eat meals, cold-pressed juices, smoothie, energy bites, energy protein, veggie sides, and more. To keep you energized during these frantic times, head to factormeals.com slash mpw50. Use the code mpw50. Get 50% off. That's mpw50 at factormeals.com. Podcast brought to you in part by GNM Pharmacy and Tyson Drugs there in Holly Springs. GNM in Oxford, Tyson Drugs in Holly Springs. They've got their high-dose flu shots for patients over 65 years old. Or uh, anyone that needs that level of protection. Flu obviously going around big time right now. So you can uh, you can get that. You can also get the RSV vaccine they have in uh, stock as well at both locations. Holly Springs and Oxford. And they make it easy. They let you schedule your appointments for your vaccines. Come in. Get them. Be on your way. That's 662 to schedule. 662-236-2222 for GNM and Oxford. Or 662-252-2321 for Tyson Drugs in Holly Springs. Podcast also brought to you by the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. You've got uh, 2024 football season tickets available now. That's for new and renew tickets. Take advantage of that. Go ahead and get on with it. The excitement is only going to increase prior to the 2024 season. Also, men's and women's basketball. They start conference play this week. You've got SEC mini plans and single-game tickets still available. That is for uh, men's basketball, women's basketball. And then uh, we tell you about multiple campaigns going on right now, the Champions Now campaign. That's the big capital campaign from the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. You've got Forever Ole Miss if you're looking into state state planning, Vault Society, Empower, a lot of different ways to uh, 
do philanthropic giving there with the foundation. Also, a reminder, the men's and women's tennis teams have upcoming matches at home later this month. Tickets not required for that. And then, obviously, Morgan Wallen tickets still available. All those things, OleMissTicks.com. I've been telling you that Prime Shrimp is giving away free shrimp for the entire year to one lucky rebel. Here's how to enter. You go to PrimeShrimp.com slash MPW. Place any order. Any order at all, use promo code JUICE. Take 20% off your order and be entered to win. You can place additional entries by posting your shrimp on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with hashtag Prime Shrimp. Hashtag MPW. Winners will be chosen on January 31st. So get that orders in. And then also the podcast brought to you by NE Spark. NE Spark is a service people across rural communities. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze. The one gig, it powers the Clark Ford Studio. I've got it at home as well. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's anyspark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service, parental controls, network security, and much more. So, again, get the best internet in Lafayette County. That's 662-238-3159. Well, I mean, as Grind said, yeah, I mean, Etienne for Judkins would have been closer to a one-for-one. But with Diggs, he might be – I mean, he might have one hell of a season, but he's got an ACL issue, and he's probably going to miss a couple games to start the year. That's exactly the point right there. I mean – 100%. Etienne would have been like, okay, I know what I'm getting, this and that, and you compare it and you go on. And that's what Ole Miss would have done. Two things can come out earlier. Two things can be true at one time. You can do the right thing by hitting a place with with Quinshawn Judkins where you say, hey, it's just not worth it anymore. And it can also be a a major loss that you have to try to figure out. Two things can be true at once. It's not either or. Quinshawn was a terrific back, one of the best backs in the country. He was one of the best two backs in the SEC for the last two seasons. Um, on a on a team that went eleven and two, they had one All SEC player, and it was him. So it, he is someone who must be replaced. Now you don't have to replace him one for one, but you do have to replace him. There is uh, no world where Ole Miss is changing its academic schedule over an athletic situation. They make a fortune off intercession the way it is currently set up. It is a Tremendous positive benefit to the university. No, no chance. And school will not start earlier next year. They probably already have the calendar out. It's going to be sometime between January 20th and January 25th, depending on how the calendar falls. So, no, 100%. It just is what it is. Well, yeah, that so would be- It's a lot like when they go, hey, just change the uh, out-of-state tuition situation for baseball. It's like that's millions, millions of dollars. That is... One of the key promotional things for the university. Sorry, no, not <laughs> not going to do it to get a couple more SEC baseball wins. That would be incredibly stupid. <laughs> no, they're not changing their academic calendar. It's the calendar they've used. Yeah. A lot of kids take those intercession classes. And you yeah, pay full think- freight. That's not scholarship. Able. If I were a if I were a college kid now, I would take intercession. Right, because well, you already get a huge break in December anyway. I mean, you've been home for three or four weeks by the time you'd have to show back up. Well, it lets you take one fewer course in the fall or the spring, yeah. which is good. There's a big difference between managing four courses and five courses in the spring. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I mean, it does do that. That is the positive, Mark, is what, yeah, I mean, Walker mentioned this yesterday, is with classes starting, they actually have a better chance of grabbing players from any of these schools that lose head coaches. Washington, Alabama, Arizona, whatever comes of all these places. It, it, it is the positive is they have the ability to grab them later than a lot of schools would because Ole Miss's drop ad date goes into damn February, pretty much. Yeah. So, I mean, you've got another two weeks before that becomes, you know, and again, there's a there's a there's a portal window in May, and even before all of these things happened, the expectation among people close to the program was that they would be active in the May portal period, and obviously that remains the case now. So, anything else on either one of those guys before I move on, Derek Barron? Nope. I mean, just what I said about Derek from a just a personal standpoint. Yeah. Um, I'm happy for him. I wish him the very best. I hope it works out for he and his family on, on every personal level possible. Yeah, like I said, I guess I got to tell my kid that his daughter's leaving. I have not done that yet. Uh, let's see. Oh, Miss like basketball. Sure that, make, make sure that you dive into the play calling thing. <laughs> well, see, Carly Ann, the way this works is he's he he's going to get to do this now instead of like this is this is how this works. Ole Miss, LSU basketball, Pete Maravich Assembly Center tonight. The uh, Rebels, by far, their better chance of grabbing a road win on the uh, on the week. They're at Auburn on Saturday. That's a toughie, but they get the uh, they get the Tigers tonight. An LSU team that's played okay, played better, but definitely flawed. I was looking up the line right now. I don't even know what it is at this point. Um, 
again, Ken Palm giving Ole Miss a 44% chance of winning the game, which the computers do not like Ole Miss at all. So I'm assuming that if you ran kind of a recency thing, Ole Miss would be a slight favorite in this game. Um, LSU coming off a 93-78 loss to Auburn in its last game. That was in uh, in Auburn for that one. Prior to that, they'd won four in a row. They beat Lamar and Northwestern State to cap non-con play. And then they beat Texas A&M uh, on the road in College Station, 68-53. Just kind of a strange result in that one. And they beat Vanderbilt 77-69 at home in Baton Rouge. After uh, Ole Miss, they get Texas A&M at home and then head to Georgia as well. Have you watched LSU at all this year, No. Uh, a little bit. I haven't watched them much. I've probably watched parts of a couple of games. They, they've played better of late. Early in the year, they weren't very good at all. I mean, I, I think this is kind of, and I think Ken Palms of the world have said as much. I think this is kind of a coin toss game tonight. Protect the basketball. LSU is ninth in the country in steal percentage. They, um, they cause a lot of turnovers. And they've been fairly balanced from an analytical standpoint. Efficiency-wise, LSU 125th nationally in offense, 52nd in defense. They played really good defense right here in second year under uh, Pat McMahon, kind of uh, running through. On offense, though, they really give the ball away, so it's kind of funny. They're one of the best teams in the country at causing steals, but you can put them into turnovers quickly. They're 335th nationally in protecting the basketball offensively, which is not good. That's a problem. So. To me, this is one of those games where if, if Brakefield is contributing on the offensive end, Ole Miss probably wins because they'll outscore them. If, if, if Jamin has one of those games where he's sort of non-existent offensively, it's going to be a slog. And it also depends on how the game's officiated. Like I watched a couple of college games last night, and in both of them, they really called the game tight, really called the – there was a tight whistle and – the game had no flow, and um, it was just kind of weird. So I've seen some Ole Miss games get played where they let them play, and I think Ole Miss benefits from that. And then I've seen some games where they really call a tight whistle, and I don't think that's Ole Miss's style. That was one of the reasons why the game got kind of weird on Saturday for a minute, because in the first half they let everything go against Vanderbilt. I mean, didn't call whistles on either team at all. I mean, it was just a really free-flowing 20 minutes. And then in the second half, they went completely a 180 and started calling every hand check for 10 minutes, and it sort of muddied it up, and Ole Miss didn't handle it very well, and that's what brought Vanderbilt back within three prior to them stretching it back out and winning by 13 or whatever they did. I see in the stream uh, LSU favored by three and a half in this one. I like the old Ole Miss if I'm getting three and a half. And uh, 149, I believe, is the total. They said, yeah, 149 and a half is the uh, is the number on that. And, yeah, Brakefield was non-existent on Saturday after having 20-whatever he had the night before, the time before. Yeah. So it comes and goes. It does. It's it's just their fourth SEC game together, right? I mean, you know, they're, they're, still, they're still very much a work in progress. I mean, I, they're going to be – assuming they stay healthy, they're going to continue to improve. Um, it's just a, it's a big opportunity tonight It's because Saturday is going to be a, a, a daunting – assignment at Auburn so a win tonight just really keeps them ahead of schedule gives them a big road win makes Auburn a free shot all of those things so I'm not saying it's a make or break game but if you're if our counting wins if our belief is accurate that they need to get to 10 SEC wins to feel like they've got their ticket punched 
a win tonight obviously would be massive in a number of ways. At LSU tonight, at Auburn on Saturday, and Arkansas at home next Wednesday. Two and one looks so much better than one and two right there. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, I watched one. Uh, I watched Arkansas A and M last night. Um, I kept falling asleep, but I, I I woke up to see the end of it. It was a that was a weird game. Arkansas had a big lead. A and M came back. Yeah, Taylor made a three with like uh, ten seconds left or so to to give A and M a lead, and then Arkansas drove and scored on its final possession. To, to 78 uh, 77 the final in that one. You kind of felt like Arkansas was due. They're a little too athletic and too talented to be as bad as they've been. So you sort of felt like they were going to put a game together and they avoided it. That would have been for them, that would have been a disastrous loss to, to, to blow up that kind of a lead at home against AM. But they made the play and got the bucket and got the W. So they, 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 they they kind of collectively, I would think, take, can take a deep breath here a little bit and, and try to put some things together. And for A&M, that was – boy, you had, a, you had a huge win in your hands and you let it get away. That felt like a big swing loss for A&M as I look at this thing. Yeah, Mark for Arkansas goes for 35. Wade Taylor the fourth for A&M goes for 41 last night, including that three late. A&M now 10-7 and seven overall, 1-3 and three in the SEC. Yeah. Ooh. Eleven and six and two and two looks like a totally different resume. Taylor's really, really good, and and the rest of that team is just not. They've not played as well as I think a lot of people thought they would, self included. I thought they'd be a lot better than that. Arkansas got its first SEC win. They are now ten and seven and one and three as well. So identical records for those two teams after last night. Elsewhere inside the SEC, Georgia. Now four, three and one in the SEC. They go on the road to Columbia, South Carolina. They knock off South Carolina 74-69. They were down one at the break and outscored them by six in the second half. Georgia now 13-4, 3-1. Carolina 14-3, and 2-2. Two and two. After that one, Mike's done a nice job with that team. He's done a, and he's then, done a hell of a job, Chase. Yes. He's done a hell of a job. Their one loss was um, to, to Tennessee, and, and they were very competitive in that game. They were. Mike's, they had, a, they, they had like an eight, eight or nine point lead at one point in the second half. Mike's got those kids playing really hard for him right now. Then the other two games last night were just uh, two home teams that were better and won their games. Tennessee knocks off Florida to move to 3-1 and one in the SEC, 85-66 over the Gators. Golden's team's in trouble, 11-6, and 1-3 and in the SEC now. And then in Tuscaloosa last night, uh, 93-75, the tide over the Missouri Tigers. Missouri 8-9 overall, 0-4 in the SEC. Alabama 12-5, 4-0 in the SEC at this point. So Tennessee looked are. like a – I watched a lot of that game. Tennessee looked like a Final Four team. Um, they, look, they have moments where they absolutely do. And Alabama had some moments where they looked like a second weekend team too. I mean – I love what they get out of Grant Nelson, the player from, I guess he was from South Dakota. Everybody recruited him. He picked Alabama, and, and you can see why everybody wanted him. He is very impactful on a, on a really athletic Alabama team. Tonight, as we mentioned yesterday, uh, along with the Ole Miss LSU game, again, that is uh, at 6 o'clock there from uh, Baton Rouge. That is on the SEC Network, if I have that right. It is. And then Mississippi State's at Kentucky tonight, 6 o'clock on ESPN2. Wildcats at home against the Bulldogs. Kentucky 2-1 and one in the SEC. Mississippi State 1-2 and two in the SEC. Oddly, Tennessee, the one win. 
for Mississippi State, and then Auburn is at Vanderbilt at 8 o'clock SEC Network, the back end of that doubleheader. Auburn is an 11.5-point favorite in Nashville, and Kentucky is a 6.5-point favorite at home against the Bulldogs. So those are your lines tonight in that action for uh, for the night. So huge game for Ole Miss, 6 o'clock SEC Network. Come hang out at Rebel Grove if you would like to. Chat about it, watch it in real time for that. I see uh, we like lines. It's very, very, very early. We don't even know rosters, but hey, if you want to go ahead and bet on games for next year, we got one Ole Miss game on the books and several other games. You'd have to feel really confident about a game to bet it right now when you have no idea who's actually on the team you're betting for or against, right? Yes. Early lines for next season, the one Ole Miss line that has been announced is the Ole Miss-Georgia game, which is going to happen in, like, what, November? But, sure, whatever. Uh, Georgia is a three-and-a-half-point favorite in Oxford next November. That's all? Three-and-a-half. By the way, uh, Caleb Downs is going to get in the transfer portal. Okay. I'm going to save everybody a lot of a lot of thought, if you want. Okay. Yes. Uh, I could probably write a story that says, here's how he fits at Ole Miss. Yes. Caleb Downs fits everywhere. He's going to Georgia. He is? Yes. You feel good about it? Yes. Okay. So these are from uh, FanDuel Sportsbook. I'll just run them through quickly. Brett McMurphy posting them this morning. Games for uh, next season. Uh, Florida State is a 12.5-point favorite against Georgia Tech in the opener in Dublin next year. So FSU minus 12.5 against Tech. Texas A&M is a 1.5-point favorite against Notre Dame next season. Georgia is a 12.5-point favorite against Clemson in Atlanta next season. So Georgia 12.5, Clemson. Texas is a one-and-a-half-point favorite at Michigan next season. Texas one-and-a-half at Michigan. LSU is a six-point favorite against Southern Cal in Las Vegas next season. LSU minus six against USC. Georgia is a a two-and-a-half-point favorite at Alabama next season. So Georgia two-and-a-half in Tuscaloosa. Michigan minus 11-and-a-half at Washington. Oregon minus one-and-a-half at Ohio State. No, sorry, Ohio State at home. My fault. Ohio State at home. Uh, Georgia, as we said, three and a half against Ole Miss and Oxford. LSU, a one and a half point favorite against Alabama at home. Ohio State, minus six against Michigan in Columbus. And then for some damn reason, this is here. Colorado, minus seven and a half against North Dakota State next season. So, If I offered you Georgia or the field to win the national title next year, where would you go? I mean, I'll take the field, but I don't I mean if I lose, I wouldn't be stunned. But if you give me every other team, sure. I think I'd take Georgia. Really? Okay. I mean, it's not a look. It's not. It's not outlandish. Motivated team, experienced quarterback, really good on both lines of scrimmage. They've dominant. They're they've gotten whatever they wanted out of the portal. Man, they're going to be some kind of talented on the defensive side of the ball. Good night. And that schedule, and again, there's very few teams that can really compete with them, so it doesn't even really freaking matter. But in general, let me pull that up again. Got it here. They open with Clemson in Atlanta, I think. Yeah, like that was that 12-and-a-half point line that I just gave you. That's August yeah. 31st. Clemson in Atlanta. 
Tennessee Tech at Kentucky, an open date prior to at Alabama. Okay. Auburn at home, Mississippi State at home, at Texas, another bye week, Florida and Jacksonville, at Ole Miss, Tennessee, UMass, Georgia Tech. They have I mean, a they have to, schedule. It's a real schedule. I mean, that's a. I mean, if it's anybody but Georgia, you'd be looking at their schedule, going, "God, some bitch." But they don't have to go undefeated to make the playoffs. That's the key in this, and that's why you have a better argument for just taking Georgia. Is that if I look at that schedule and it's the old system, I go, "Well, I mean, one loss and who knows?" You know what I mean? Yeah. So you go, "Ah, whatever." But now you just get in, and I mean, who says Georgia can't go win three or four games? I get it. I I would if you offered me the field or Georgia, I would take Georgia. And they're the only school you would do that with. Absolutely. Yeah. Any other any other school, I'd say, give me the field. Yeah, of course. But I mean, that's their schedule could easily include, at least on paper today, four playoff teams. At least Alabama. Clemson, Ole Miss, Texas, and Texas, and, and maybe Tennessee. So maybe yeah, actually, Tennessee. I actually was thinking Tennessee, not Clemson, but you're right, hundred percent. Tennessee feels nine and three and on the fringe. Yeah, what Tennessee has that has everybody excited right now is that the the quarterback Nico Iamaleva looked so. I think it's Iamaleva, by the way. Uh, he he oh. he looked so good in the in the game against Iowa. People can make all the Iowa jokes you want, but Iowa's defense. I mean, not Iowa, Wisconsin. Wisconsin's defense was okay. No, it was Iowa. Was it Iowa? Okay, it was Iowa. I, LSU I, played I, Wisconsin. LSU played Wisconsin. Um, yeah, you can make all the jokes you want about Iowa, but their defense is very very good. He sort of had his way with it. More signs of uh, what we talked about yesterday, because again, you've got uh, Eric Ross coming to Ole Miss, the AD from Tech, who's in a uh, in a deputy role in the SEC. Kane, obviously, the Alabama defensive coordinator, and then Alabama also now is going to add Marcus Linguist, who is the head coach at Buffalo, to its defensive backs coach job, position coach at Alabama over Buffalo's head coach. Welcome it's to twenty twenty four. It's a cunning move for uh, for Alabama. Yeah. It's good. Excellent. Uh, no comment, you know, but yes, I got it. Missouri was uh, trying to hire him reportedly as defensive coordinator, and he joined the Alabama staff. Really? That's what I've heard. Um, Randy asking off topic, what are the best races in the Oxford area? You should do the Great 38. That's a good question. I was actually trying to find some the other day to kind of plan my year out a little bit, and I'm not seeing many in town. I feel like we have less than we used to. Maybe they get popped up later in the year or get announced. Because, yeah, I've done the Great 38 a couple times, too. Um, I'm, I am don't know. Outside of Double Decker, I had a hard time finding anything farther than a 5K. So, I, I don't, I'm not a good resource on that. Um, the I know Tupelo is 38 is a weekend where you can do a 5K, an 8-miler, or a half marathon. Those oh. are the three distances. So, I've run the 8-miler multiple times. Um, Tupelo does the 14.2 in September, but it's like out in the middle of nowhere and it starts at 5 a.m. Those are the negatives with that race is that you have to be on the starting line at like 4.45 in the morning out in like Enville, Chesterville. 
No, I'm good. That's the that's the issue with that. Um, so yeah, it's it's been tough. I was kind of trying to put like five or ten together for the year in a 30, 40, 50 mile radius, and that's been that's been a little complicated. I'm hoping more get announced as time goes on. But I don't know. That's a good question. So anyway, Ole Miss LSU tonight in uh, in Baton Rouge for that one. Again, we'll continue to talk about Derek Nix, what comes next for Ole Miss with uh, Kelvin Bolden, potentially a uh, an option there, and then just get a little more clarity on what's uh, somewhat going on. When, when will Auburn actually announce this move, Neil? I mean, are we going to be hours from Auburn actually agreeing with Ole Miss that it's done? I mean, I would guess that they'll announce it this morning, but. I hadn't, like I said, I just checked a couple of like accounts on Twitter, and I, I never even went to any sites or anything. It's weird. I, mean, I would again. I understand why. I'm not. I'm not asking you a question. I'm just pointing out again. This is really strange. It, it's it's weird. Yeah. It's I. I mean, look, Lane doesn't like Hugh Freeze. So maybe this is there's I don't know whether this is just anger or this what, what, it's, it's this I, I don't know it's weird. It's kind of a shame they don't play each other next year. Yeah. Auburn hasn't released it yet. Auburn football or Auburn University or anything like that. Nope, nothing. Nothing at all. Jay published his story 32 minutes ago. But otherwise, nothing that I'm seeing. And the story headline from AuburnSports.com was Nick's expected to be hired away from Ole Miss. So it was even loosely done. We'll see. Crazy thing. Uh, Mike Tomlin announces he will be back next season. At uh, Pittsburgh, just quickly, some NFL movement that is going on. Uh, Bill Belichick interviewed with the Falcons yesterday. So now yeah. he uh, has a – sorry, he'd already done that. Uh, Jim Harbaugh interviewed with the Falcons yesterday. Sorry, I've got the wrong coach there in my head. Harbaugh to the uh, Falcons, and from an interview standpoint, I still think he takes the Chargers job. They have been no movement yet with uh, Mike McCarthy or Nick Sirianni. The head coaches of the Cowboys or the Eagles. My guess is they still fire the Cowboys coach. Maybe the Philadelphia gets another year. And what did then, you make um, of uh, What did you make of the Jerry Jones interview after the the game the other day, where he's trembling, his eyes are watering? Did you see I, that? I saw the quotes. I did not actually see the video. No. I mean, he wasn't crying. He was emotional. He was emotional. Yeah, his his, his face was trembling. Um, his eyes were teary. It was well, just I mean, it was just kind of odd. I mean, he's not stepping away. No, 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 no. Not I, until his last breath. I mean, they he people around that franchise saw something that I didn't see all year. I never once watched the Cowboys and thought that's a Super Bowl team. Mm-hmm. And it's in their DNA at this point that they tighten yeah. up. It, and it wasn't just the Prescott stuff. Like, I don't. Have their defense sucked. Actually, Prescott's catching more heat than he should, even though he was bad too. 
Yeah, he was bad, but there was a lot bad. It wasn't just him. Mm-mm. I still expect Antonio Pierce to get the Raiders job. That's the other NFL opening that is going on. They appear to be fulfilling all their obligations prior to hiring him. Um, yeah. They interviewed uh, Leslie Frazier and Chris Richard yesterday. Um, the Vegas thing hiring. feels like if, if they can't get Harbaugh, they're going to promote Pierce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm seeing very little Harbaugh move there at all. Um, so, not really sure why Tomlin walked away from the question the other day if he was just telling people right after that that he's staying, but nonetheless, it is what it is. So, that's probably all the movement. Again, we'll continue to watch the NFC East teams to see what the Eagles do, to see what the uh, Cowboys do moving forward as uh, as well in that one. Nationally, the one uh, basketball game, if you're just looking for something else to be on tonight, pretty good one in uh, Storage, Connecticut, as uh, number 18 Creighton plays the Huskies tonight there with oh. uh, with UConn. So Creighton-UConn, the best national game of the uh, of the night as uh, as well. So anyway, Jeffrey, tomorrow on the show, I assume, we'll have more podcasts to you, more coverage of Herbal Grove from all the uh, fallout of the last 24 hours. Appreciate you guys in the stream as always, and we will talk to you again too. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.